Welcome to the Resurrection People podcast with Preston Sharp, pastor of Sacrament Church in Nashville, Tennessee, and curator of The Art of Preaching. Each week, we look at three readings from the Bible, drawn from the Revised Common Lectionary. Find more at theartofpreaching.substack.com. Welcome back to the Resurrection People podcast. Today, we're continuing to look at our readings for All Saints. All Saints is this festival in the church, this feast in the church that we celebrate on November 1st, and then often churches celebrate it the following Sunday as well. And it's this opportunity to remember that we're part of a bigger story than ourselves, that it goes beyond the people even that we gather with in physical space on Sundays, and even the people who are living today, that we're part of, as Christians, the communion of the saints throughout time and throughout space. So we've been looking at the readings for this week, and today we're looking at 1 John 3, 1 through 3, just three little verses here. And John begins with this statement, see what love the Father has given us, that we should be called children of God. John begins with love. This may be something with which this small church that he's speaking to has struggled. It's possible that they know the big picture, the big story. They celebrate uh, salvation. They know the story of Jesus. They highly value spiritual things, but they're struggling with the reality of love in their everyday lives, with everyday issues of loving one another, of getting along with one another. We still struggle with this today. Often in the church, our challenge today is not with intellectual belief, though sometimes it is, of course. It's not with the narrative of the Bible, though sometimes it's that too, but our struggle is often what to do in the midst of everyday conflict, hurts, disconnection, and misunderstandings. It is possible for us to extrapolate this to our cultural arguments today. So it's true like individually, person to person within the church, but it's also true of our larger cultural arguments our inability to love the one who stands in opposition to our cultural team. Yet God's love is real and present with us, transforming us in everyday life. We have to remember that Jesus is human as well as God. Jesus is close to us and our everyday real circumstances. God's love leads to a new identity for the church. Jesus opened the door for us to be called children of God. And that's an amazing thing to be called children of God. I think it's even worth, like, as we proclaim that um, this week, just sit with it. Like, hear it. We're called children of God. The amazing thing about this is that membership into this new family of God is no longer restricted by ethnicity and identity in the Greco-Roman world. It was true at this time that who you were, how you defined yourself was really about your ethnicity, where you came from, or your identity as according to the Greco-Roman status. But the child of God, John says, has been granted membership into a new group, a divine group, because of God's love, because of Jesus by the Spirit. For the Christian, this is who you are, even if you can't see it. Even though it hasn't been fully revealed yet, you are God's children. This is what we often call our baptismal identity. This is how it works in the Christian faith. God has given us his identity by grace, and we are called now to live as who we are called to be. We will see that 
ultimate transformation at the end of all things, when everything is resolved and made right. But that's not because of our efforts. It's the work of God. And we have to remember, it's hard to see. It's difficult to see our true identity in the world as it is now. In fact, in our world, we are often defined by so many other things. What group we're part of, what we've achieved, our personality quirks, our bank account. But the Christian faith says you are not primarily defined by these things. Something has already happened through the resurrection of Jesus, but there will come a day when that will be fully revealed. We anticipate the resurrection of our bodies together with all the saints and the world made new. The author says that what we will be has not yet been made known. We can't possibly know all that God has in store for our lives and for the world. But because of the cross and resurrection, we have assurance that we will be like him and we will see him as he is. The truth is many of us do not feel like we're a child of God. And our life does not often reflect that reality. We experience our own brokenness, limitations, and disordered behaviors. Yet the pastor who is writing this letter challenges the church to remember the truth about their identity, and it is no less true in the midst of the muddiness of our world. It has been assured, and one day we will see it in fullness. So Christians are to celebrate a glorious future ahead, and we're called to live that glorious future now in the present. This is really what Christian virtue is all about. We know what God's new world will be like. It will be built on faith, hope, and love. That's the part that we know. (laughs) This is what the author means by saying, and all who have this hope in him purify themselves just as he is pure. That's the cultivation of virtue. We know who we are. We know what this new world is made up of that's been revealed to us. And so we're called to cultivate those virtues here and now. It's like if you were preparing to move to a foreign country, you would want to begin to learn the language so you could live fully into that new world. As we learn the language of Christian virtue, no matter how counterintuitive it may feel, we are learning to live into God's new world. Something happens in the person of Jesus. That new world is starting to show up. I've often heard Bishop Ed Gunger describe it as what happens right before spring when daffodils pop up all over the place. This sign shows us that spring is near. Well, we, the church, are the daffodil people. (laughs) We hold on to this and we say, no matter what the world looks like right now, there is comfort for those who mourn. There's righteousness for those who long for it in their gut. And those who make peace are called children of God. The new world is here. We get to be part of it and live it out. Thanks for listening to the Resurrection People podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review to help us get the word out. You can hear full sermons at sacramentchurch.com and find out more at theartofpreaching.substack.com.